0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 22 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. This is the third of five episodes in which I'm exploring the importance of messages in raising healthy young athletes and healthy young people. The topic of today's podcast is Message Conduits. Now that you understand the importance of sending positive messages to your children related to their sports participation, a key question you should ask yourself is, so how do I get healthy messages across to my young athletes? Before you can take actual steps to communicate specific messages, let me explain the various conduits through which you can convey messages to them. First, what you say. Your messages come from what you say to your young athletes directly. For example, you stayed really focused after you let that goal in, or you were a really good sport for congratulating your opponent after your loss. Before you communicate an important message to your children, be sure to consider what the real message you wanna convey is, and if your words will best convey that message. For example, a key message that I believe you young athletes should get early and often from you is to give their best effort and never give up no matter what. Yet, in response to their children demonstrating persistence, many parents say something like, good job out there. Now, what message does this impart to your young athletes? That they did a good job, which is, I'm sure you would agree, a pretty vague message because it isn't clear what they did that made it a good job. The purpose of messages is to encourage and reinforce values, attitudes, behaviors, interactions, and performances that you want them to ingrain and repeat in their athletic lives. If you want your young athletes to ingrain the value of persistence and perseverance in practice and competitions, a better message might be, you kept trying your hardest even when you were behind. Be aware that verbal messages have their limits, though. Be aware, though, that verbal messages have their limits. Especially with younger children, their as yet fully developed language skills may prevent them from understanding your messages. For older athletes, their emotional state at the moment of your messaging may interfere with the message getting through. For all young athletes, the messages you send through your emotions and your actions, which I'll talk about shortly, that contradict your verbal messages may prevent your spoken messages from getting through to them. You also send messages through your emotions. You send messages to your young athletes about your feelings toward their sports participation and the emotions you express through your tone of voice, facial expressions, and body language. In fact, your emotional messages may be the most powerful because children, as again, not yet fully developed verbal beings, are highly attuned to their parents' emotions. Make no mistake about it. Your children will pick up your emotional messages more quickly and more impactfully than any other message. If you're angry after a loss, they will get that message no matter how hard you try to suppress it. If you're happy after a win, they will feel it too, no matter what you say. Even if you say or do something in an attempt to counter or cover up your emotions, your emotions will be louder than your words or your actions and will take precedence in the psyches of your young athletes. And particularly for younger athletes, you can say something. And though they may not completely understand the words, if the message is infused with the appropriate emotional content that's consistent with the verbal message, then they will get the deeper message. You also send messages by what you do. The cliche actions speak louder than words is as true with children, if not truer as with anyone else. Young children are incredibly alert to what you do as parents. They're watching and listening even when you don't think they are. For example, after a game they comment about your reaction on the sideline while they're on the field. I'm sure you've been in a situation in which your children mimic your facial expressions, body language, words and behavior, without ever realizing that you express yourself in those ways. Put simply, your children want to do what you do. That influence bestows on you extraordinary power as a role model. But as the saying goes, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes, this realization might instill in you great fear that your children might pick up some of your less admirable messages. At the same time, you also possess the ability to model wonderfully positive behavior related to their sports participation. Because your influence is a role model, you should be ever vigilant to the messages that your actions communicate to your young athletes. Particularly in the sports arena, your behavior will be especially influential. Your actions at your children's practices and competitions send messages that can be positive or negative. For example, if you're constantly talking to their coach, trying to be an armchair coach at home, particularly if you don't have any experience in their sport or yelling at the refs or umps, your actions are sending unhealthy messages to your children. Conversely, if you're present but quiet at practices and cheering for both teams at games, your behavior conveys very healthy messages. If you're also an athlete who trains and competes, your behavior in this role, so similar to what your young athletes are doing can send even more powerful messages. The passion and enjoyment you express when engaging in your sport, the time and effort you put in in pursuit of your goals, how you react to challenges and setbacks, the way you respond to successes and failures, all send clear messages that your children will emulate in their own athletic lives. You also send messages simply by being who you are. When I talk about communicating messages to your young athletes through your words emotions, and actions, I don't just mean the messages that are aimed specifically at them for their particular consumption. In fact, the messages that you send to them inadvertently by just being who you are, that is, the way you are in your daily life and the ways in which you interact with the sports world and beyond, may have an equally influential effect on them. For example, your relationship with others in your life, your career, your avocations and interests, your conversations with others in which your children are within earshot, all convey powerful messages to your children that can impact their athletic lives. This influence of who you are on your children can be two sides of the same coin when it comes to the messages you send them by just being you. The positive side of the coin is shiny and smooth from which you have the ability to convey really wonderful messages. For example, if you express your love for your children before and after competitions and stay calm after a painful loss and congratulate the parents of the winning team, you send your children really healthy messages. The other side of the coin, however, is a bit more tarnished and rough. One thing that people often forget, as I mentioned throughout this podcast, is that parents are, first and foremost, human beings who bring to their role as parents lots of good stuff, but also likely some baggage from their own upbringing that can prevent them from sending the most positive messages to their children. These less healthy messages are also expressed in the totality of who you are how you describe the world, the emotions that dominate your life, and the behavior in which you engage in your daily activities, and the interactions you have with people. For example, if you are judgmental toward others, yell when angry, or treat your siblings badly, you're sending decidedly unhealthy messages to your children. Your goal and your challenge is to highlight and communicate the positive aspects of who you are, and be aware of and mitigate the less attractive qualities that you, like all parents, possess. The messages you send your children don't just influence how their minds work, but also produce neurological changes in the structure and functioning of the brain. Research suggests that the presence of what are called a mirror neuron system, a part of the brain that's activated when children observe others, particularly those they deem as important to them, It's believed to be associated with essential personal and social functions, including empathy, nonverbal communication, emotional recognition, social behavior, motor skills, and language. All, by the way, play a big role in sports. This neurological effect further highlights the importance of your messaging because it indicates that your messages become hardwired into your children's brains, making them both enduring and difficult to change. From Mike Krzyzewski, the legendary college basketball coach, I've tried to handle winning well, so that maybe we will win again, but I've also tried to handle failure well. If those serve as good examples for teachers and kids, then I hope that would be a contribution I've made to sport. Oddly enough, you also send messages not directly to your kids, but what your children do. Let me explain. Your actions speak louder than your words in your children's sports participation, but your young athletes' own actions speak even louder. What this means is that the more you can get your children to engage in words, emotions, and actions that represent the messages you want to communicate, the more directly and powerfully they will ingrain and adopt those messages as their own because those messages are coming from themselves. In other words, when your children talk, feel, or act in ways in their sport to convey a message, for example, I'm going to keep fighting. Even if I fall behind in my match, I'm really excited about playing in the finals today or I'm going to really support my teammates in tomorrow's game, they're actually sending a positive message to themselves that they can't misinterpret. These messages carry extra weight because your children are both the sender and the recipient of the messages. And because they're the sender, they feel a greater sense of ownership and connection to the messages, the result of which is a motivation to act on those messages. A key goal for you is to ensure that all of the message conduits, verbal, emotional, and behavioral, and your athletes themselves, are aligned and communicating the same message. With this multifaceted messaging, your young athletes are hit with healthy messages from all directions, making it very difficult for them to miss or misinterpret the messages that are sent and that you want them to receive. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 22 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast, and be on the lookout for episode 23 in the near future.